It's okay if you don't like metta practice. (laughs) The first eight years of my meditation career, I wouldn't do it. I didn't like it at all. And when they did metta sittings, I skipped them. Finally, out of desperation, because I was suffering so much and I didn't seem to be able to move forward, uh, I gave Metta a good try. <laughs> it was a last resort. And um, I did a six-week six retreat on Metta. And, and now I love it. So you never know what will happen. But it's really okay not to like it. I just want you to know that. It's okay not to do it. That said, we're going to do metta. (laughs) Um, And so what we've been offering is uh, various various ways to do it. And they're all forms. And um, they're all forms that are meant to help you find the spark of metta within yourself. And... um, and once you find it, to kind of blow on that spark so that it grows. And so you don't have to remember all the different ways we do it. You don't have to practice all the different ways we do it. Just find the one that connects for you. And some of the techniques we give will and some won't. So we keep looking for like what, what reminds us of metta. It's in there. I think Josen said that in his talk about kind of the natural um, state of the mind, heart, is, is uh, luminous compassion, kindness. I don't always feel that way, <laughs> but it's there. And so I'm going to um, offer a, maybe a kind of related to some of the other techniques, but, but the way that I found it has been really helpful uh, for metta, for reminding myself of metta. And in this way, what we do is we, we choose a person, um, somebody who has seen or sees us, somebody who has positive regard for us, that um, believes in us, or has believed in us, somebody who delights in us, someone who would forgive us, for whatever maybe errors we make being human. Now I know some of you are thinking there's nobody. (laughs) It's not true. You wouldn't be here if there was nobody. You wouldn't have made it. You wouldn't have made it as healthy as you are without that. The first time I did this practice, I was like, I don't think there is anybody. But but finally, I remembered my 10th grade school counselor. And he thought I was great. I thought, you know, I was, I wasn't popular. (laughs) And, um, you know, I didn't have really high (laughs) self-esteem. And he's like, what's wrong with you? You're great. Like, what are you talking about, you know? And he would look at me with such kindness. And he actually sponsored me to go um, be a foreign exchange student, started speaking Spanish, and a whole huge part of my life opened up because of him. 
So there's somebody like that. And if it's not a person, it might be a pet. It might be a dog. You know how dogs can look at you? (laughs) I'm going to give them this one over the cats. (laughs) You can try a cat if you want to. (laughs) But you're probably going to have more luck with a dog. Um, But really, they look at... they. They see you in a certain way, right? I mean, you can try to explain it away if you want to, but but that's a possibility. Or um, if there's young people in your life that think you're just the best thing, you know, a niece and nephew, godchild. <laughs> My godchildren were also, I used them a lot. They, you know, I would go over to the house and they'd be like, Becca! I was fantastic. <laughs> so hopefully, you know, there's some being or somebody, and, and like I said, it's part of this practice might be remembering who these people are. They might not be major characters, but like my 10th grade school counselor, I just saw him that year, and that was it. We moved the next year and never saw him again, so... Might be a grandparent. Uncle, aunt. Um, So what we're going to do is we're going to practice receiving. This person is going to send us metta, and we're going to see if we can receive it. And what's likely to happen is that sometimes we can receive it, and then other times there's going to be a block. There's some like voice that's going to say, no, you don't deserve that. My teacher, Michelle, talked about how in her um, first, when she first did metta, you know, she would you know, have the phrase, may I be happy, and then the other voice on the other shoulder would say, yeah, that chance that's going to happen. <laughs> you know, may I be healthy. Oh, with your allergies, I don't think so. You know, and, and so it was like <laughs> the inner critic came up very strongly. So sometimes that happens. And then we're going to orient back to that person and if our being and maybe their eyes and see and remember how they regard us and see if that resistance might melt just a little bit. doesn't have to go all the way away. Or let's say we remember things that we've done that are painful, that we maybe hurt ourselves, we hurt somebody else. How would that person relate to that? Can we feel their their forgiveness or their acceptance of our humanness, our capacity to make errors, make mistakes? And if you can't think of a person in your life, then there's always Kuan Yin or the Buddha. There's iconic beings, Mother Mary. I've done Mother Mary practice, just receiving like the warmth of 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 her as a, as a um, what's the word, archetype, divine mother archetype. Or I've, uh, or I've received metta and compassion from Kuan Yin and imagine that she's pouring honey on my head and that it's seeping into all the cells of my body and then seeing where it hits a block, you know, or somewhere inside of me says, mm, no, you don't deserve it there. And then seeing if, 
more honey, more warm honey. So, so finding, yeah, what, what? What has any resonance for you? It doesn't have to be perfect, but some resonance. And then sometimes what we might find is that with metta, the metta um, orients towards what's good. So this person is seeing like the delightfulness of you, this person or being. Um, see, so metta, we keep going towards what's good. And if that critic comes up, we say, yeah, thank you for sharing. And we and we move back to seeing what's good, or this person seeing what's good. And then sometimes if there's a lot of suffering present, metta takes the flavor of compassion. Compassion, that caring about suffering, caring about pain. So that might happen, that might be come in, there's a lot of suffering that might come in. And compassion says, I care. I wish for you to be free from suffering. If it goes towards that flavor, that's okay too. You can experiment with metta or compassion. We'll, we'll just kind of orient towards metta and then see if you can see if it moves that way. All of these practices are an exploration of the heart. They're meant to help us understand our hearts very deeply. And so that means understanding the complexity of the human heart. And it means the near and far neighbors that Josen mentioned will come up. So with metta, ill will will come up. That's okay. That's part of the exploration of seeing and understanding your own heart. Attachment might come up, wanting it to be a certain way, that kind of attachment. Not, I'm not talking about healthy attachment, healthy commitment, but no attachment of wanting things to be a certain way. That might come up. That's part of understanding the human heart. It's good to understand your own heart. So let it be your teacher in this practice. And respect whatever comes up for it. Because that's... If there's pain or if there's resistance to metta, there's a good reason for it. Your heart doesn't do that casually. Your heart learned that at some point, And it's just trying to protect you. Enough words, so much talking. (laughs) So you can get as comfortable as you'd like. If you'd like to lay down, that's fine. Being down sure is good after a hard day of practice. <laughs> you can enjoy it. And sitting, sitting's fine too. <laughs> but, but enjoying kind of the being held by the earth, either in the seated or the 
lying posture. Enjoying breathing. If you want, take a few deeper breaths if that feels good. Enjoy relaxing into knowing that you don't need to produce anything in this coming practice period. You don't have to get it right. You don't have to turn into some kind of fluffy love ball. (laughs) We just want to understand our heart. And we want to love it just as it is. Whether it's full of metta or whether it feels numb or whether there's anger. And so if you wish to practice in the way that I just described, you can bring to mind this very easy person or being or um, archetype, iconic being. And you can feel them gazing upon you. Perhaps the image works or perhaps it's just a sense of them, but... How would they look at you? They delight in you. They see the best. They forgive everything. And what's it like to receive that gaze? receive that kindness. What happens with your heart when it receives that? There's no right answer. If there's some willingness to receive it, enjoy that. If there's some hardness, accept that as best you can. If there's hardness, how would this being or person gaze upon that suffering? Would they care? Perhaps they send you their care, compassion. Perhaps they delight in you just as you are. So you can come back to the image and the gaze 
when you need uh, a little more juice, perhaps. Noticing how it's received. There is a feeling of accepting the metta, then you can let it spread throughout your body if you want to, kind of like warm honey. If your heart is hurting, unsure, perhaps you can care about that. You can let this person or being care and hold it with compassion. Take your time. If it's helpful, perhaps this person you can have them sending you metta phrases or blessings if that feels supportive. Perhaps they are wishing you happiness, safety. Peace. Perhaps they're just saying, I want all the happiness in the world for you. If there's pain, perhaps they're saying, I see your pain and I care about it. I'm here with you. Go with what resonates for you.
Any time you get lost in thought or in the story or the inner critic takes over, you can, when you wake up, and you will, you can come back to the image or sense of this person or being and their kind gaze and their wish for you to be happy and free of suffering. Either wordlessly or with phrases. And if at any point the metta practice feels like it just isn't what you want to be doing right now, it's fine to do the Vipassana practice. Rest a while with your anchor. Or if an emotion gets strong, you can be with it for a little while in a, in a Vipassana way. And when you feel energy, or if and when you feel energy coming back to the the image and the receiving of metta from this being or archetype. As much as possible enjoying it. They really do think you're pretty delightful. They really do forgive you. Whatever. 
for being human. Even if you only taste for a few moments or so, laying down the burden of being hard on yourself, it's an opening. It lets you know it's possible. Perhaps this person or being can help you realize that. You're allowed to be human. And you're beautiful in all your complexity. If you feel like you want to continue with this person or being who sees you and wishes you well, feel free to 
keep exploring that. If you want, we can switch into um, sharing metta with a, a delightful being. It might be the same person or it might be somebody else. Somebody that uh, when you think of them, you spontaneously smile, feel a smile in your heart. In metta practice, we're encouraged to go towards what's easy. So even though we do introduce some of the other categories like good friend and neutral person and sometimes the difficult person, most of the time we're encouraged to stay with what's easy. We want to keep deepening our understanding through what's easy, and then we can stretch a little bit with the more difficult categories. But today we're going to stay with easy. So really the easiest person or being, uncomplicated. When you think of them, you smile, you're happy, you delight in their presence. So you can bring them to mind, image or sense of them. And notice how when you contemplate them, what happens in your heart? Is there some spontaneous sense of warmth or well-wishing? Just perhaps some kind of delight because you're seeing how great they are? You can enjoy that. Mindfulness of that strengthens it. Mindfulness of wholesome mind state strengthens them. So you might be offering this metta to them. You might be hanging out in a metta field with them. However... It works for you. You might use phrases. You might not. You'd be happy and peaceful. I wish for you safety and protection. I hope you're happy. I want you to be happy. But very open, open wanting and wishing. That's the equanimity part. We wish it and then let go. Give it space. When you need a refreshing, you can uh, see them again, image them again. Brief contemplation on how great they are. Reminding your heart. You keep bringing up the spark again when it wanes. And enjoy. And if they get complex, check out for somebody easier. We're looking for simple.
Sometimes your heart has hesitation about wishing others well. That's okay. That's part of the exploration. So we might notice if there is any hesitancy or resistance. That's okay. And then see if we can go back to an image of this person and being and kind of remind our heart of its deepest wish to wish them well. To share kindness and friendliness with them. We refresh as often as needed. Relaxing into the response of the heart. No demands. Just curiosity, how does the heart respond to this image or sense of this being? If the heart gets tired, we can rest with our anchor. Come back when we feel refreshed.
for a few minutes if there's anybody who's been knocking on the door saying, what about me? (laughs) Don't forget me. (laughs) You can invite them in now, either individually or in a group. (laughs) I wouldn't want to forget them. The lighting and what's good and beautiful about them. Sharing metta together. For the last few minutes, we can extend the metta outwards. That's another way that we um, allow it to stretch is kind of in concentric circles outwards. And the first circle can be uh, all of us here in this meditation hall together, our fellow yogis and teachers. Feeling whatever kindness the heart has at the moment, spreading it outwards. My car windows are open. (laughs) Chas, will you go close them? (laughs) All right, we're almost done. (laughs) I'm sorry, you guys. (laughs) It was kind of an abrupt ending. Right, well, <laughs> just send it outwards <laughs> to all beings. <laughs> Near, far, the rain gods, the thunder gods.
anyway, you guys, it's been really fun, but... <laughs> It reminds me of my first long retreat. There's this um, guy trying to start his car next to the meditation hall, and he was going, you know, it wasn't starting. And finally he said, Start, you goddamn sucker! (laughs) Everybody in the hall is just rolling for the rest of the afternoon. (laughs) Anyway, um, I'm going to go close my car windows. Time for some walking meditation. (laughs) Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.